amen and amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. This is Kathy Brocks for LUTGradio.com, WKKP Digital Broadcasting. And this is the LUTG Radio Show. Let us thank God, radio. We are here. Amen, amen, amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Uh, There we go. All right, so we're on Twitter Spaces today, just checking it out. So we'll just say good morning to them once again, because my mic was off when I said it earlier. <laughs> so we new to this Twitter Spaces. But to everything else, we on time. We also on Anchor.fm. Amen, amen. And um, we are on LUTGradio.com. The only thing that we're not on is my actual radio station. For some reason... It don't want to push through, so that's okay. We're gonna keep on, <laughs> we're gonna keep on going forward, and hopefully, um, I can get rid of this glitch. I don't know what the problem is, but we gonna solve it. We are going to solve it. Yes, we are. Amen. Amen. And amen. Glory to God. So good, 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 good morning. Jesus loves you 100%. I hope I'm not yelling too much for y'all. I was doing it trying to uh, get this thing to click over. But uh, every morning, what we do is we put on the whole armor of God. Every morning, that's what we do. We put on the whole armor of God and... <laughs> okay. All right. So every morning we put on the whole armor of God and then, um, and then, uh, what we do is, uh, we talk a little bit about the word about Jesus and I give you what, uh, God has given me. And so, uh, that's what we're going to do today. And, uh, I figured out what the problem was and I don't know if I can fix this right now, but, um, it'll be fixed for tomorrow. So I thank y'all for tuning in and being cool about it. For all you folks that are tuning in or listening to a rebroadcast. Amen. All right. So. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen, amen, and amen. All right, we so we're going to get started right here. I'm hoping that uh, all these resources are able to hear me clearly. Um, all righty. So every day we start off, we just want to open up with prayer and just thank God. And so um, we... We say, Father God, we come to you through the shed blood of your son, Jesus Christ. For you alone are worthy of all the glory, the honor, the power, and the praise. We just thank you, Lord God, for your joy. We thank you, Lord God, for allowing us to honor you, Lord God, with our presence. We thank you, Lord God, for this day. We thank you, Lord God, that you will bless us to... um. Uh, read your word and keep your word in our hearts and in our minds as we make our way today to and fro. Bless coming in and bless going out. I thank you, Lord God, 
that we will, that you'll do something good with our lives today, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, so <laughs> um, we start off with the book of Luke, chapter 24. We start off with the book of Luke, chapter 24, and I'm using the King James Version. All right, so I got the King James Version, and I'm actually on the Bible Gateway app. Uh, it's one of my favorite apps. You can try that one or you version, because uh, the King James is still the same, no matter which app you use. I like both of them, but I have a tendency to use... Uh, the Bible Gateway. All right. So we're in Luke twenty four forty five, and again, this is the LUTG Radio, sta- uh, which stands for the LUTG Radio Show with me, Kathy Brocks, and LUTG stands for Let Us Thank God. Amen. And so that's what we're doing here. And remember, um, we're putting on the whole armor of God, and um, and what that means is we take the word, and when we and when we're in a situation where, where it's something of trouble or something that we need to pursue and access, whether it's good or bad, we let God uh, do the work and open up the doors for us. We just have to be ready there to walk in it and to uh, stand against the wiles of the devil and not try and fight the enemy. Don't try and fight a spirit because you flesh. But when you use the word of God, God will intercede on your behalf and fight the battles. All right. So don't don't ever think that you're going to sit up there and fight the devil yourself with your hands. That ain't going to work. Use the word of God. And so Luke 24, 45, it opens up the word so we can get understanding. All right. All right. So it says, uh, then open he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. Amen. Amen. Um. I want to tell you this. Um, if you are believing, we're going to move to Ephesians chapter 6, verses uh, 10 through 17 and 18 and 19. If you are believing God for something, don't be afraid to ask him. One of the biggest uh, complaints that God has is we don't ask him for enough stuff. We don't ask him for enough things. All right. So if you you willing, you want to be healed of something, then ask him. You need some or want some extra money, ask him for it. Open up new avenues for me, Lord. New doors for me, all right? Don't be afraid to ask God anything. Say, I pray the Father in the name of Jesus. I pray Jesus in Jesus' name. You can pray to Jesus. Amen. He's a Savior. You can do that. Um, all right. So, Ephesians chapter 6. You should be there by now. Chapter 10. Uh, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. It says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. All right. And so the way you're strong in the Lord and in the power of his might is to keep his word. The way you keep his word is you got to read it every day. That way you remember it. When you remember it, you'll say it. It's just like that song. When your when your your friend come up to you and they they singing a song, they're like, "Yo, what's the next lyric to this song?" And you they sing it, and you go, "Oh, here it is," because you sing it almost every day. And so, just like you singing a song almost every day, sing, say the 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 word of God. Put on the whole armor of God every day. 
Verse 11, put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. That's why we put on the word of God. We read it every day. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness. I'm on verse 13. And your feet shod, that means covered, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. When you are when you are all over the place, you're going from right to left to forward, backwards. You don't know which way, and you know you don't know where to go, east or west. That's confusion. When you when you are just confused, confusion isn't just in the mind, but it's in the ordering of your steps. So let's say, for example, um, you with this, you with the you you at a job where you are mistreated on a daily basis, and if you notice on that job, whenever you get there. You just feel so confused and out of sorts. You just going. You you just can't get no peace. But when you leave that job, everything is fine. You go back to the job because they they keep calling you stupid. They say you ain't doing this right, but you bringing in the best numbers. You you giving it your all, but they tearing you down so they can build themselves up. And so what you got to decide is, am I going to stay at a place where I'm not appreciated or am I going to look for something else or build something for myself? Because the numbers prove that I can do the job, but my supervisor or my coworkers are putting bad words in my ears that are starting to affect my feet in which direction I go. So you got to decide, hold on, wait a minute. I want peace in my feet. And so you got to start opening your mouth with the word of God. Let God fight your battles and tell God, I want the blessings of the kingdom of heaven. I want the blessings. And that's a job where I'm appreciated. Where I double my salary, Lord God. Amen. You can even say, put a new car in there. Put a company car in there. Amen. <laughs> you can say, and just list down a bunch of things that you would think was be impossible to get. And God will get it for you. And you will be appreciated. And you will have peace in your feet. In your steps. In the direction in which you're going. So that when you look. When you get to the front door of that job. You have the peace of God. That goes. <sighs> instead of angst. And anxiety. You got to speak up. The first, It's not yelling at your boss. No. Is getting before God and saying, okay, look, God, I see that I'm not appreciated here. I would like to be in a place where I'm appreciated. 
I would like to be appreciated. I would like to have this, this, and that. And so maybe he'll move you to another job or move you to another position. Or maybe he'll talk to that person that's, or people that are doing all this stuff and figure out what's going on with them. But God is going to do something for you to make things better. You understand? All right, so I'm on verse 16. Um, so don't let nobody bully you. All right, go to God. Start praying about it. Go to God. Don't get into no argument with, with people. Because people that do that to you, they're trying to get you, they're trying to get an argument. So if you go, if you get fired, that's extra money on the books. And they go to the boss and say, well, so-and-so ain't here and I can really do their job. Let me have half of their salary. People do that. So don't argue with folks. Go to God. Just say, hey, look, don't talk to me like that. Thank you. Walk off. God bless you. Jesus loves you. Have a great day. God bless you. Jesus loves you. Have a great day. Verse 16. Above all, taking a shield of faith, wherewith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Verse 17. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Amen. You're like, what if you can't walk away? Oh, you can always walk away. You're like, well, wait a minute. What if I'm on an assembly line? I can't walk away from an assembly line. Yes, you can. This is how you do it. They yep, 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 yep. Tune them out. You you just walked away. Tune them out. As long as they talking trash, tune them out. If they're saying anything about the line, you listen. They they talking trash, tune them out. They saying anything about the line and about the about the work that needs to be done, listen. Any trash, tune them out. You just walked away. Verse 18. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And for me that utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. And so when you read the word on a regular basis, the word will be in your heart, which is in your belly. A lot of times when people hear us talk about the heart, uh, that we have a heart for God, they think we're talking about that physical heart that goes boom, 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 boom. No, um, the heart is um, your do- it's a dwelling place in which the Lord makes his home in you, the spirit of the living God. And it's in your belly. It's in the capacity of your belly. So it doesn't actually take up space in your belly because your belly is really your intestines. And um, above that, if you're a woman, um, so you have your intestines. And then next you have your uterus if you're a woman or you have your penis if you're a man. But the belly is in the center. It's 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 with that. I'll just say that belly button. So it's in a center. And so it's like God is sitting like right on the top of your, like like right. So you have like, you put it like this. You have your omentum, which covers your intestines. And then there's a lining that covers that in the back of it. And God is in the center of you right there. All right. So there should be no shadow of darkness in you. That's where God, because your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. And so the inner parts of you is where God is going to dwell. That belly. The inner parts of you. 
And so, um, um, and so you, you'll feel like, for example, you'll feel the living water rise up. Sometimes you'll feel living water rise up or you'll feel holy fire rise up and you'll feel that it, it'll feel like it's right on top. It'll feel like it's right on top of everything. But anyway, all right. So, um, if you have not experienced that, um, don't worry about it. Keep on praying. All right. We're going over to numbers chapter six. I'm just giving you experiences from my own life. All right. Um, <laughs> Ephesians chapter one, well, not Ephesians numbers chapter six. We're on numbers chapter six. And it says, um, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. I hope I explained that right to y'all. So the Holy Spirit is only is inner part and the Lord makes his home in your inner parts. All right. Uh, and the breath that you breathe is the breath of God. Okay, moving on. Psalms 91. Psalms 91. Um, if you ever watch me on Instagram, you know that I always have a spaghetti jar of water. Amen, amen. Glory to God. All right, so you're listening to uh, 102.4 FM, LUTGradio.com, WKKP, Digital Broadcasting. And right now we're putting on the whole armor of God. And we're up to Psalms 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day. Somebody want to know what is the soul? Hold on a second. Nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Hold on a second. Oh, okay. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall give, for he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. Uh, that was verse 11. Verse 12. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. 13. Thou shalt, I'm on Psalms 91. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder. The young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. 
This is about Jesus. And wherever Jesus is, we have the right to be. And he dwells in a secret place of the Most High in God. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he have known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. Verse 16. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Amen. That is a very important verse. So uh, first off, your soul is your mind, will, emotions, imagination, and consciousness, which is very important considering verse 16. It says, with long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. And he's talking about Jesus. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. And um, so Jesus paid the price on the cross, got whipped across the back, 40 minus 1, which is 39 lashes, very sickness. <coughs> And disease and virus that that they that ever was or will be um in the world and uh and uh in in the heavens just everywhere Every, anything that would be in the world Jesus paid the price for and he defeated death hell and a grave so that we would not have to go down there to hell to bear the punishment because what it is is he was satisfying the anger of God the Father over what the first Adam and Eve did because what they did was they doubted God and then immediately they started worshiping the devil, the enemy of God. When the enemy said in Genesis uh, chapter 3, I think it is, um, he said, uh, uh, did God say you'll die if you eat in the tree? You surely shall not die. And so they had no concept of death really other than, you know, like, withering away they 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 you know in their mind death was like dead gone bye-bye but they didn't have any personal experience with dead gone bye-bye because they were in life in god in heaven with don't net and die with long life will i satisfy you amen and show you my salvation show you my saviorship show you my peace of mind sound mind sound body love power Amen. And so, um, with, with what I'm trying to say is that you have a right to live. You have a right to life. That's what you have a right to. Um, and some of y'all are like, well, wait a minute. Do I got to accept Jesus Christ in order to have long life? Uh, it helps so you don't go to hell. Because, I mean, honestly, most people that live in sin, they are usually gone by the age of 40. Some of them will live to 80. But most of them die in their forties. Um, I'm just giving you a general broad example. Just a general broad example. Um, but even if you don't choose Jesus, he's okay with that because he fought for the right for you to have free will. When he when it says in John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. When it says should not perish, that means should not go to hell. Because the, the righteous is not to see decay. We're not, our bodies are not to see corruption. 
and corruption, it would be that hell. Torment. And when it says in, in, verse, in verse 17 that God didn't come to condemn the world, he didn't. Because if, if he came in and says, okay, you ain't going to believe in me, then bam, hell to you right away. No, because then that's not free will. And But some of y'all will go and worship the devil and give your soul to him and your everything to him for power. Here's the funny thing. The devil ain't got no power. The devil only has power by what man who is made in the image of God, who has received power from God. It's already in you. The power of God is already in you. You just maybe don't know how to access. You already have the power. When you start worshiping the devil, he takes that power from you and makes you think he's giving you something. He ain't giving you nothing. And some of y'all go and turn in your souls to the devil so you you can start. He'll tell you, well, if you turn in your soul, then what I do is make you like an identity collector and you can just travel to and fro. You don't have no free will when you serve the devil. You don't. You lose all that free will. And I'll be honest with you. Who wants 10, 20, or 1,000 different minds Talking at the same time to you. You're going to have one mind, one heart, one body, one soul, one strength, one God. You ever have a bunch of thoughts rushing to your mind all at the same time? Or here's a good example. Let's say you're a teacher and you're standing in front of the class. You got 200 people in the class. And they all start yelling at you at the same time, throwing out questions to you at the same time. You're like, whoa, hold on, hold on. That is just too many questions at the same time. Let's take it one at a time. You're meant to have one mind. Period. One soul. You are a living, speaking spirit. Your spirit is housed in a soul. Your soul is housed in a body. All right? Don't think that if you sin, 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 and you leave this earth, that you'll get to come back and body snatch somebody so you can live. Don't do that. That's a trick of the enemy. When you go to hell, you ain't coming back. A demon will come back in your image, but you, you ain't finished the torment. Every man that goes to hell must complete that torment. It's a must. Because you denied the blood of Jesus. You denied Jesus who took the punishment for you. So if he can if you don't want him to take your punishment, then you got to take your punishment. You got to pay for all the sins that you committed. And I'll be honest with you. I don't want to pay for none of the sins that I committed. I mean, I used to play the dozens and I was good at it. That's where you talk about people. We shouldn't call it the dozens, but the dozens is what uh, people would slave owners would do to black people that was on the uh, chopping block to be sold and they would mock and mimic them and talk bad about them. And it's called playing the dozens. And so basically it's making jokes about people. 
Now imagine if I had to pay for every joke that I told about somebody. I was pretty decent at telling jokes. I got a lot of them told about me. But to be honest with you, I don't want to pay for some of them jokes. Some of them were pretty bad. I made some people cry. I ain't try to. I just saw something funny and I went for it. But I don't want to pay for it. I repented. God ain't remember it no more. I shouldn't even bring it up because he, he didn't remember it. I'm, a, I'm just trying to let you know that you don't have to pay for your sins. Jesus already paid for them. All right. So we, we move on to Isaiah. So with that long life, this Jesus was satisfied by the father with long life. When he completed, when he defeated death, hell, and the grave, when he completed his task, which he was supposed to, which was salvation for man, he now has a long life and the salvation of the Lord God Almighty. <clears throat> and that he gives to us for free. Um, Go to Isaiah chapter 54, and this is the last one for the armor of God. It says, <laughs> verse 13, 54, I'm on chapter 54 of the book of Isaiah, verse 13. It says, and all thy children shall be taught of the Lord and great shall be the peace of thy children. Verse 14, in righteousness shall thou be established. Thou shall be far from oppression for thou shall not fear. And from terror, for it shall not come near thee. That also reminds you of 2 Timothy 1 and 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Amen. Verse 15 of Isaiah 54. Behold, they shall surely gather together, but not by me. Whosoever shall gather together against thee, shall fall for thy sake. So God is telling you right there, look, I ain't going to never send nobody out against you. That ain't because that's forsaking you. He ain't doing that. God, God ain't never sent nobody go, look, all right, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go get 10 of your dudes and go ahead and beat that dude up. Why? Because he looked at that girl wrong, so we're going to beat him up. That ain't God. He don't do that. He don't do that. But he says, hey, if a group of people come out uh, against you, don't worry. I got your back. I'm going to fight your battles. Don't even worry about it. It could be a group of people or one person. you like, what? Don't he love that person? He loved them enough to make sure that they don't commit a crime and end up in jail somewhere. You ever seen somebody that's just so hell bound and so prone to go to jail? Every time they wake up and come out the door, they just start fighting. As soon as they get up, they start fighting. They walk outside the door, they start fighting. You're like, dude, can't you be calm for a minute? Why are they like that? Because they don't have peace in their heart and they don't have peace in their feet. And if, ain't in, if it ain't in the heart, it ain't in the mind. So what do they feel with? Spirits of terror. They need God, but they either don't know how to ask or they're too afraid to thinking somebody going to judge them for wanting the peace of the Lord God Almighty. So if you run across somebody like that, pray for them. 
pray that God will give them peace. Verse 16. Behold. I have created the smith. That bloweth the coals in the fire. And that bringeth forth an instrument for his work. And I have created the waster to destroy. Verse 17. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn this is the heritage of the servants of the lord and their righteousness is of me saith the lord amen so god got you whether somebody trying to be a bully to you or they saying words that ain't right god got you he gonna intercede uh on your behalf and so if you see, let's say, for example, um, you mothers out there, you mothers of uh, preteen girls or teen girls, don't be surfing their internet and then talking all kinds of trash to them little girls. You you remember what it's like to be a preteen or a teenager where every little thing just hurts your feelings. Train your kids not to be offended by everything somebody say. But instead to pray for them. Because if somebody's saying mean, if some child is saying mean things to you, that's because they're hearing mean things probably at home. So, instead of you getting on the internet and saying all kinds of silly things, pray for them. Don't say nothing to those kids. Don't get on your child's social media and start talking to these kids. Stop. Stop. Don't do it. Because some of you parents get on there and tell them kids, go kill yourself. You shouldn't do that. You're, you are a parent figure and you're an authority. And guess what those kids do? They go kill themselves. And now you're responsible for taking somebody's child's life. And when you commit suicide, you go to hell. No matter what age you are. You go to hell. That's just the end all of it. You take your life, you go to hell. So now you're responsible for not only taking a life, but you're responsible for sending a child to hell. Nobody wants that kind of weight on their shoulders. Now you need Jesus. Because that is a lot of weight to carry. That's a lot of weight to carry. And what's going to end up happening? You're going to end up killing yourself. Now you got two people in hell. So get off your kids' social media pages. Stop talking junk. And start saying something nice to your kids. Tell them the truth. Start being kind to your husband. Because to be honest with you, your focus should be on your man. Your focus should be on your wife. Start looking at her and go, oh, I see something good right there. Look at your husband and say, I see something good right there. What? Focus on them. Because when your children see the love that you show one another, it doesn't always have to be about sex. Like, oh, girl, you can cook. Boy, who told you how to make this barbecue? What? You are a great provider. Man, who taught you how to put that furniture together? You know how to do it. You can work a screwdriver. I'm just saying. You can do some stuff. 
Man, you are so good at accounting. You are a great engineer. Dude, who? You are the best you are the best janitor I have ever seen. So sexy. Sexy janitor. Yeah. Let your kids see love. Cuz when they see love, that's what they repeat. That's what they do. When they hear love words, that's what they speak. But if they hear hate words, that's all they going to speak. And they ain't going to level they ain't going to learn nothing and they going to attract more of the same thing to them. So you want to save some lives? Start letting your kids see that joy. The joy of the Lord that is on the inside of you. Let them see that joy. So they can take that joy. Take it in and chew on it like some gum. And when they go to school or hang out with their friends. They're going to be popping them bubbles. And they're going to be speaking your love joy. That's what they're going to be speaking. Your love joy. I, you want them to speak your love joy. And speaking of love joy, you're listening to 102.4 FM WKKP Digital Broadcasting, LUTGRadio.com, the LUTG Radio Show with me, Kathy Brocks. And I want you to turn over to the book of Matthew, chapter 26, starting off with verse 7. Talk about some love joy. Now, Jesus is getting ready to be, uh, to basically pay the price for our sins. <clears throat> but Jesus, he going to sit up there and do the Jesus thing. He goes and hang out with a leper. So I'm in the book of Matthew chapter 26. I love Jesus. Because he'd be like, ain't nothing too hard for God. Leper, pff, you ain't no leper no more. Healed. Healed. You can't stand in his presence and be sick. You can't stand in his presence and be selfish. Call yourself loving him, loving God. I'm in the book of Matthew chapter 26. It says, There came unto him a woman having an alabaster box. Oh wait, hold on. Verse 6. That's what I'm going to start. Verse 6 says, Now... Now, when Jesus was in Beth or Bethany in the house of Simon, the leper. Now, Jesus then went to this man's house, knowing what everybody called him. But I guarantee you, he wasn't that no more. But that's what he was known as. Jesus ain't going to let no spirit of leprosy uh, hang on that man. Sure ain't. He was healed. Verse 7. There came unto him a woman having an alabaster box of very precious ointment and poured it on his head as he was, as he sat at meat, meaning sat down to eat, is M-E-A-T. But when his disciples saw it, they had indignation saying, to what purpose is this waste? They're like, girl, what you doing? Then they all know that Jesus is about to die. But they thinking, he God, so he good. Well, if he about to die, ain't no sense in spending no extra on him. You ever had somebody in your family that was sick and dying and they in hospice, right? Or they sick 
and dying, but they don't really look like they're dying, but whatever. They sick, and you know something bad is about to happen. And so what do you do? You try and make memories, as many memories as you can make with them, right? You trying to make as many memories as you can make with them so you'll have something to think about when they're not there, right? Think about that's what this woman was doing. She was trying to show as much love as she possibly could. So when Jesus would be in hell, he would remember, I'm here for my people. I'm here for all the atoms out there, for all the atoms in the world and the atoms yet to be. I'm here. And so that instead of smelling the sulfur of hell and the burning flesh, he would smell the perfume of the alabaster box. Now, we, we never think about that, right? The guy says, hey, I don't want you to smell the flesh of hell burning. I want you to smell something good. And he sends this woman with a perfume that costs a year's wages to buy. And he tells her, put it on his head and let it drip down. Because I want this all up in his sinuses. Remember, your sinus cavities is in the top of your head. And as it drips down, it gets on your skin and in your nose. You smelling it. You smelling it, right? And so she's give, she gave everything to Jesus. Jesus is about to give us his everything. I ain't saying go broke to try and make memories for somebody that's about to pass away. But go broke in love. I mean, well, you can't go broke in love when you're with God, but give them your love. Give them your, all the love, all the Jesus love you got in you because God is going to replenish you. Give them your love. Bless them. Make good memories with them because those memories that you are making with them, not only will you remember, but they will remember also. The soul holds on to the memories that you make. The soul holds on to the memories that you make. So not only did Jesus have the scent of the perfume from the alabaster box, but he had the memory of this woman pouring this on him. Because he also had the torment of hell and the punishment that his father put upon him for our sins. But he still had that sweet memory. He still had the smell of that perfume. Um, I'm on verse 9. It says, For this ointment might have been sold for much and given to the poor. That's his people still talking crazy. Verse 10, when Jesus understood it, he said unto them, when he understood what they was talking about, because he was really paying attention to them. It says, why trouble ye the woman? For she hath wrought a good, for she hath wrought a good, hold on a second. A good work upon me. Meaning she has done a good thing upon me. Verse 11. For ye have the poor always with you. But me ye have not always. Verse uh, 13. 
Hold on a second. Uh, verse 12, sorry. It says, For in that she hath poured this ointment on my body, she did it for my burial. Verily I say unto you, Wheresoever this gospel shall be preached in the whole world, there shall also this that this woman have done be told for remor for a memorial of her. Even in this day, this woman is still talked about because of what she did for Jesus. She loved him with everything that she had. She gave it all to him. She did not hold back. And that's one of the things that God is asking from us. Don't hold back from me. Because I'll be honest with you. When I ask God for something, I'm expecting more. Look, God, uh, I need about $1,000. I, I need to go buy such and such and such and such. I asked for 1000 But his word says, I'll do exceedingly and abundantly. So I may ask for a thousand, but he may give you, he may give me a hundred thousand. He may give me a million. I'm like, cool. <laughs> I heard one guy say, he said, um, if I sold $5 and God returns to me $5,000, who am I to get mad at him for returning a hundredfold, more than a hundredfold to me? I'm blessed. I receive my blessings. And so, if, you, if you're going to get mad at God for blessing you, then you can't be in the kingdom of heaven. Because in the kingdom of heaven, it's all blessings. There are no trailer parks. There is no trash. There is no sewage along the road. You ever been in a place that is so, so dirty that there's poo-poo not only in the yards but on the sidewalk and some of it's human feces i lived in a place that i could not believe i didn't know it was that bad i lived in a place where the people at night early they'd be outside two three in the morning hoeing didn't know this was happening but i mean knew i knew people were hoeing period but i didn't know it was like that and they, because they didn't want to go in the house to go poop, they will squat and put their human feces on the ground. Not in the grass, but on the sidewalk. I'm like, well, wait a minute. There's grass right there. Your house is right there. They wanted somebody to step in it. They would even poop poop on the steps of the, of the apartment buildings. Okay. Because when you're walking, you're often not looking down because it's 6 o'clock in the morning. You're trying to get to your car without somebody, you know, hemming you up. And so, lo and behold, you're trying to get to your car and you step in human feces. It ain't the same as dog doo-doo. I'm telling you. It ain't. That there's a poor mindset. When you you going to deliberately poo-poo on the sidewalk, on the doorsteps of the apartment buildings... That ain't right. The only the only doorstep that they did not poop on was mine. And I thank God for it. But I still had to go around the corner where they poo-pooed. 
And I was like, I don't even understand this. I don't, I don't even know why. And it was like, God said, watch out. And I look, oh, you got it. This is why you got to get your mind right. This is why this woman put that perfume on Jesus's head. She put the perfume on Jesus' head so that Jesus could clear out the hearts and the mind of all the people poo-pooing on folks, poo-pooing in the street, throwing beer bottles and breaking glass and tearing up people's tires, robbing folks, knocking down old ladies, assaulting kids, beating their spouses. You didn't know that women will choke out men, did you? Like, how's that possible? How's a woman going to choke out a man? Because if he hits her, he wrong automatically. So he afraid to go to jail. And so he lets her, even though he's stronger than her, she messes up his mind and he lets her choke him out. You know what? Walk away. Jesus made it so that when he paid the price on the cross, the we ain't got a fear of going to jail. All we got to do is walk away in the name of Jesus. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. I'm gone, chick. You crazy. I'm up. I ain't got time for this. If you got to knock somebody back on their butt, make sure they alive when you leave. Look, girl, get up off of me. You ain't choking me no more. I'm up. Turn your camera on. I'm up. Jesus. This woman put that perfume on Jesus so that she would remember when Jesus was on the cross, there were two thieves next to him. And one of them was like, if you really God, then you know, look, you, you can just straight up get us down here. You can get yourself down. You can get us off of here. So he didn't believe. But the other one said, remember me. And Jesus gave him salvation at that moment. And he got saved. Even though all three of them gave up the ghost on the cross. Jesus, that woman put that perfume on him so that he would remember us and why he was doing it. When he was on the cross, he remembered that lady. When he was in hell, he remembered that lady and what she did for him. When he rose again in three days after satisfying the heart of God for our sins, he remembered that lady because he went and showed himself to his disciples saying, look, I have kept my word. Now I want you to keep my word. Greater things shall you do than I because I go home to the Father. That's John 14 and 12. Don't think that this perfume was just something cute she was doing. It's a marker. It's a reminder. You ever try to you ever try to uh, sniff the shirt of your husband? Or some of y'all, you know, you, I just say husband <laughs> of your husband. You sniff his jacket and you're like, oh, that smells so much like him. Or you sniff your wife's dress. Oh, that smells so much like her. Oh, you missing her? Maybe they're away on a trip and you missing them. You're like, hmm. Oh. <laughs> Jesus missed his crew he missed his team and he rushed back to show him look I'm right here he's like but I'm going to prepare a place for you y'all gonna be here soon and then 
look, there's gonna be more people that come after you. They gotta. I won't. I won't try to keep on preaching the gospel because they gotta believe even though they don't see. So it's gonna be even harder for them. So I want you to write it all down. And he's telling us today, in the present day, keep my word. I ain't lying to you. I'm the real deal. I really did pay the price on the cross. Salvation really is free, and it's really for you. I ain't lying to you. This is a straight-up truth. Jesus, he loves us. He loves us with everything that is in him. And he's saying, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And Jesus is like, that's me. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. We're closing now. I'm offering you salvation. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you want to be forgiven of all your sins. And you want to live a free will life holy unto the Lord. Repeat this prayer confession after me. This prayer is not in the Bible, but it's based on the Bible scriptures. It's based on the life of Jesus. Repeat this prayer after me. <coughs> Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I confess my sins before you this day. I give up my past life with Satan and close every door to all Satan's devices. <clears throat> I confess Jesus as the Lord of my life. I thank you for saving me and for bringing me back to where I once was with the Father. From this day forward, Lord Jesus, I will be sensitive to how you feel. I won't hurt you. I will obey you, Lord Jesus. I ask you to present me to Jehovah God in your name. The Jehovah God is the Father of Jesus. Amen. Lord Jesus, I ask, I believe with my heart. Lord Jesus, I believe with my heart. I confess with my mouth that you rose from the dead, that I am saved and receive you today wholeheartedly, 100%. Make me a light in this earth and the salt that gives it flavor. And from this day forward, I will live for you, Jehovah God, in the name of Jesus. And share the gospel of Christ Jesus with everyone I meet and everyone I know. It's commitment, Jesus. I will get this world for you. I pray this prayer to the Father in the name of Jesus. I receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus with the evidence of speaking in tongues and interpreting tongues for the edifying of the body of Christ Jesus by the will of Jehovah God. Amen. Congratulations. You just got saved. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Some of y'all probably already started talking in tongues. That's another language that you don't even know. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God Almighty. All praise and honor be unto your name. Thank you, Jesus. Um, If you are sick in your body and you want to be healed, you can speak healing over yourself. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Simply say, I rebuke sickness in my body. It may be in a particular part. If it is, say, I rebuke sickness in my body or in my arm or on the side of my face or um, in my leg or in my uterus. I just say it. I rebuke sickness in my body. If it's a bunch of different things going on with you, just say my whole body. I rebuke sickness in my whole body. And I receive healing to my whole body. Amen. And just wait for it because it's coming. You'll start feeling the power of God hit you. And you'll start feeling something different. For some people, it happens right away. And for others, it may take a day or so. But don't deny it. And when you get healed, don't say, I can't believe it. Say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And it's not Kathy that healed you. It's Jesus that healed you. The Father healed you in the name of Jesus. It's the blood of Jesus that healed you. Not me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, thou art worthy. Hallelujah. I want you to read the Bible every day. Start off with the book of John, chapter 1. Don't miss. Just read a paragraph every day. Amen. Just read at least a paragraph every day. Um... And then uh, take the 10-week Bible course. It's real easy, real simple. It's free on letradio.com under the resource tab. And then um, I pray that God will give you a, a Bible-based church in which you can go to to attend so you can meet with other Christians, amen, in person. Glory to God. And um, trust God. And tithing is 10% of your income. So if you earn a dollar, your tithe is 10 cents. If you earn $10, your tithe is $1. You earn $100, your tithe is $10. You earn, let's say, uh, $3,000. What is your tithe? $300. You earn a million dollars. What is your tithe? $100,000. So uh, don't be afraid to tithe. Because you can put a demand on that tithe as well. And every time you tithe or uh, give an offering, you are uh, God is uh, blessed to give you back uh, as a harvest, 30, 60, and 100 fold. So I like that 100 fold return. Amen. And you can also put a demand on anything that you sow into the kingdom of God. So uh, let's say, for example, um, I'm sowing this tithe and I thank you, Lord God, for the 30, 60, and 100 fold. And I will believe in for my. Uh, spouse to get saved my son or whatever amen all right and if you want to give to lutg radio you can you can do it on lutgradio.com amen um and please share the link um and let people know that you got saved let me know you got saved put it up on twitter amen uh <laughs> glory to god jesus loves you beloved and so do i this is kathy brox for lutg radio 102.4 fm wkkp digital broadcasting lutgradio.com god bless y'all i'll see you later peace jesus loves you jesus is lord 
Let us thank God radio. Jesus loves you. Jesus is Lord. I'm Kathy Brox. L-U-G-G.